Maybe I'm just nostalgic Or maybe it's truly magical Um, if you're hearing this, <laughs> Matt fucked up again and brought us one bent dented batteries to <laughs> Rayovac batteries. We're back to the Rayovac batteries. <laughs> back to the Rayovac, and this time they're dented. And um, they li- he put them in. He put the batteries in, and it literally had one bar already. Yeah, just one bar. And as we're three minutes into recording, lets us know, hey yeah. guys, and he's like, I'm gonna stop. run out yes. to get actual batteries you guys you guys just keep talking and hope that this yeah. piece stays so just in case that piece didn't stay here we are tonight on a disney do podcast yes. i'm still brooke and that's still andrew i think so producer matt's still producer matt but we've Clearly. got new batteries <laughs> and we're talking about the santa claus the santa claus probably with here an e. with an e uh you'll probably hear us jump right into whatever the hell we were talking about before it all cut out and we're sorry that you missed and we're sorry but that. this is a tim allen movie it's great we love it we hope you enjoy our fragmented conversation goodbye Yay. so the last place we were at yeah for math we're back by the way we have new batteries we have, we have batteries and we're also uh interviewing for a new producer so hit us up anybody uh know how batteries <laughs> work yeah, <laughs> right. you know how batteries work you can hit a record button you can produce this podcast you also do have to be really diligent with bringing chick-fil-a cookies yeah if you can't do that then matt keeps his job <laughs> yeah because that's the priority that is, at the end of the day that is very important <laughs> and he's good friend so where did we leave off so last thing we talked about was we were talking about charlie being asshole and what really the root of that was which led to his mom being weird and then the subject of neil and neil being in seinfeld and why the fuck is neil in this movie yeah and we were talking about how like um people who married psychiatrists you're probably divorced now good move yes, uh well I, done. I personally couldn't deal with like getting like you know have feeling like i was seeing a shrink all the time being married to like a psychiatrist i feel like there's a difference between like a therapist and a psychiatrist i feel like psychiatry is more intense not that one is better than the other very you have to be very smart to do either of these jobs but i feel like psychiatry there's just like a they're douchier because they have the doctor title (laughs) yeah they're just like i'm actually fucking but you can be a doctor in the movie yeah i'm a doctor can i speak i even though i'm clearly not the parent in this situation yeah can I speak first? I'm a doctor. Yeah, fucking Neil. Fuck you, Neil, you ass. But Charlie uh, is spewing that bullshit back to Scott, and he's Scott's like, oh, I'm sorry for, like, when I... And Charlie interrupts him and is like, uh, lash out. And it's like, shut the fuck up, you little eight-year-old douchebag. Keep your mouth shut. Be an eight-year-old. Yes. Here's the problem I have with Neil and his... Uh, Charlie's mother. What's her name? Laura? Yes. This is my problem with the two of them. What is so wrong about your child believing in Santa Claus? Nothing. They literally act like he is going to 
shoot up a school. And see, that's where... He goes to the principal's office. They All the parents do. Neil, Laura, Scott. Mm-hmm. They go to the principal's office because Charlie believes in Santa. Now, he believes his father is Santa, but that's still pretty innocent. It is. And here's the thing. His father, at the end of the day... He's right the whole time. So poor Charlie yeah. all this, being traumatized. He's being fucking gaslighted the whole time. And make to think he's fucking an insane <laughs> person at eight years old when he's right and just mm-hmm. giddy and is finally connecting with his father and they're trying to ruin it. So uh, this is actually a pretty twisted movie. But it's fucking like, it's what fucked are, up. What are Laura and Neil's motives? Because here's the thing. You're right. What is wrong with him believing that and having that child mm-hmm. essence? And I think about it and I'm like, are they selfish in that they they don't want to deal with Charlie and they just want to focus on them because they have this new cool relationship? Do they not want do they not like that Charlie is now connecting with Scott uh, Scott and she's afraid that this might be a thing and then blow up in his face and then ruin it more mm-hmm. so she's trying to protect him? Either way though, she's not paying attention to Charlie's needs no. and what Charlie's doing. I feel like they're trying to make Charlie, like they talk to him like he's an adult. They want to like kind of treat him like he's an adult, but he's an eight year old. Yes. Let him be eight years old yeah. and believe in Santa Claus. They're like, oh, well, the, I was young. Neil's like, I was three when I stopped believing in Santa, which first of all, Neil, quit your lying. Yeah, that's You weren't bullshit. three years old. First of all, what three-year-old wants an Oscar Mayer wiener whistle? You don't even know what you want when you're three. You're just like trucks and dolls and you know what whatever the fuck else i point at yeah because i'm three give me that juice box for christmas i'll love it yeah give me a fucking box yeah an avocado (coughs) that video is so cute the cutest avocado thanks mom oh i will totally give my kids avocados if i ever have children because i love avocados i will gift them the (laughs) avocados Yep. And he knew what an avocado I know. Was. That might have been it the cutest so part. so cute. Anyway, I digress. But it, that that bothers me about this movie. And that's what I noticed uh, on my most recent watch through the other day. I was just like, why? What, what is so wrong with him enjoying Santa and Christmas? Like, this isn't a big deal. You know, you just said something. You know, we, ta- we said earlier and I said again just now, like, something I saw this time watching it. And I just want to point out again that I think it's so cool that you've seen this movie how many times in Mm -hmm. your life. And as we get older, as we watch it over and over, you see it from a whole new perspective. And that just ties back to how Disney does produce things that are for all ages and everybody can get something out of it. And it's like different because like I knew I knew that we were going to do an episode on the Santa Claus. So. This time when I watched it, I was kind of just like looking for neat things in it that I never noticed before. And just kind of, I was watching it with a different eye than I normally did. So I picked up on different things. And I was just like, wow, it's kind of, when you really want to pay attention to something and look for stuff, what you find. Otherwise, like, you know, I usually just sit back and we're just like, Mm la-di-da, this is great. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was uh, what I noticed right off the bat. Charlie's a little fucking douchebag. And Neil and Laura, real shitheads (laughs) shitheads <laughs> um i really i really feel like scott calvin gets a bad rep i feel like he was trying i feel like he was a busy man he's a single dad he's yeah. trying to like make it in the corporate toy world with you know frank barone and he's pretty high up clearly yeah him and frank barone are hanging out all the time he's on like the executive board yeah with frank barone yeah he's a toy <laughs> producer with frank barone with frank Let's barone moment 
wait. Frank Barone, R.I.P. Obviously, R.I.P. Obviously. <laughs> Frank Barone is Peter Boyle, um, but also just Frank Barone. We lost him, and we lost his wife recently. Doris Roberts, yeah. R.I.P. You know obviously. names so much better than I, and I, but I remember them. Listen. Obviously, though. Obviously. R.I.P. Also, like, little, like, I think his name was Sawyer from... The child. Yeah. Dead. Dead. Obviously, R.I.P. <laughs> I Man, be giggling. I it's <laughs> awful because they're both characters and real people. This has nothing to do with the podcast, obviously. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> but I am the biggest Everybody Loves Raymond fan. Like, I'm a fucking freak of nature for that show. I, I could do a whole Everybody Loves Raymond podcast. I am dead serious. I would do it. I love it. I've seen every episode multiple times. I love it. But, you know, Frank Barone, <laughs> a.k.a. Scott Calvin's boss, Peter Boyle, in the Santa Claus mm. is Frank Barone. <laughs> Everybody loves Raymond. We just laugh. But he's also dead, obviously. We need to We're laughing at dead people on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Jesus' birthday that we're celebrating after all. R.I.P., obviously. R.I.P., obviously, Jesus. <laughs> And George H.W. Bush, R.I.P. Never forget. <laughs> how did we? How did we go so far off topic? So uh, the this Santa is Claus. the Santa Claus. This is Tim Allen's very first leading role in a film, which is kind of crazy because at that time, you know, he's Tim the Toolman Taylor from Home Improvement. That's right. He's a huge star, um, but he wasn't the first on Disney's list because he had a record. Because you know. Tim Allen's done some shady shit, but hey, let's fire, you know, Jim from, what what is it called? Guardians of the Galaxy for some tweets. But, you know, Tim Allen can do cocaine and shit, and he can be the Santa Claus. He snitched people out. Yeah, he's a real rat. But it, hey, it's Tim he, Allen. He Not only is he the Santa Buzz Claus, he's Buzz Lightyear. So. <laughs> Listen, it's like one of those things like, like, uh, like Trump. Trump can, like, grope any woman's bussy he wants yeah. however i'm not gonna do anything he's fucking president he's yeah Donald Trump. he's president he, it, it's he, okay he can do what he wants that's tim Same allen Lightyear. that's tim allen with disney yeah he can do whatever the fuck he wants and they're like you're coming back yeah so if tim allen has groped you don't speak up there's no point i don't know if he groped people but i think he was definitely involved in like drugs uh, did he assault anyone what disney he got arrested for smuggling cocaine through the border <laughs> That's and then he ratted out who who was paying him so that he wouldn't go to jail, basically. Why is Tim Allen having to smuggle yeah, why drugs? Well, that's, you know, this was a like genuine late. guy who didn't want to get anyone else involved yeah. and took it upon himself to <laughs> own drugs. Yeah. Such a noble this Buzz Lightyear. This was yeah. like late 70s Tim Allen. I'll pull up the picture. This so was before he like did anything. His, like, his, his uh, mug shot is incredible. <laughs> I would love to see that at some point. Thank you. But Good so point. clearly because of that, Disney wasn't super keen on hiring him. So he was like low on the list. So I, I read who they wanted on there. And it is like this completely, absolutely absurd list of like A-list celebrities for that time. Like they wanted Harrison Ford to do it. Oh, Bill Murray, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase would have been awful. Yeah. So would have oh. Bill, Bill Murray, I think just he, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been the same. He doesn't engage with kids. Yeah, no, I don't. I just don't see him doing the fatherly thing. No. But no. those were the ones they wanted. Bill Murray said it wasn't like his sense of like comedy, so he didn't want to do it. Chevy Chase was busy with something. Um, <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just being an overall like 
asshole. Um, <coughs> Harrison Ford, like, obviously, is like he's doing, you know, Fugitive and too good for that Air Force One or whatever that movie is. Indiana Jones, seventeen at that point. I don't know. Um, Indiana Jones, forty-six. So they they hired Tim Allen, and they didn't really want to, but they decided to do it, and they were actually really impressed with him. They thought like the the way he worked like with Charlie was really good and like the comedy for him just seemed very natural. So they were really happy with him. Um, the actress who played the mother, is her name like Wendy something? <coughs> I believe it's Wendy something or another. Uh, by the way, she looks com- like a totally different human being now. I haven't, I haven't even She doesn't even recently. look the same uh, at all. Uh, but they wanted like Nicole Kidman Ew. To play her? No. And I was just like, what? Like, no. The only interaction I can remember off the top of my head of her with kids in a movie is the movie The Others, which was that. Oh, movie. my God, with the, the ghosts. <laughs> and I just pictured, like, her with those ghost kids in this movie. <laughs> Awful. Can you imagine of her with Neil? No. Ew. Did they pick? Yet they picked. Well, they did pick shitty Neil, so I guess. Yeah. I forget. Um... I don't think they mentioned if they had anyone else in mind for Neil. Um, But anyway, that's how that came to be. And the movie was obviously, like, such a success. And it's had even more success being a part of, like, the ABC family freeform, like, 25 Days of Christmas. Um, And I believe AMC also plays it or something like that. And they said that, like, every time this movie is played, like, the ratings are incredible on it. So, like, clearly it struck a chord with the American people because it's watched all the time. Um, And a little tidbit of information I got when I was researching some of it Mm -hmm. was, do you remember, like, so in the early, like, when it first came out and some of the, like, releases of the movie after it was... Oh, yeah, that girl who plays Judy... She was in Seinfeld, too, apparently, but she didn't really do much after this movie. Yeah, clearly. Anyway, uh, but in the first, like, few releases of the film, remember when Scott's, like, kind of being a douche to Neil? Because, like, obviously. And uh, he says something like, oh, why don't you dial that 1-800 number? And he's like, oh, 1-800 blah, blah, blah. He says, like, some number. Mm-hmm. So Disney had to go back and, like, um, they took it out of future releases. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't until, like, at least three years after the movie came out that uh, parents started complaining about that specific scene where he says the number because their children were dialing it. So they had to take it out. What was it? Oh, it was, like, to the line. Oh, yeah. God. That's funny. Yeah, so they had to take it out. And they used I, a real number? Of yeah. Of course they did. And I thought it was so funny because I was like, oh, my God, you know what? I remember that part. And it's weird that when I've watched it on TV lately, it wasn't in there. So that was funny. It was in the, the version I watched uh, the other day. Yeah, so I that's cool. Anyway. If you notice, so there's three Santa Clauses. We're not going to talk about the other two because no. they shouldn't exist. No. But Bernard, the head elf, mm-hmm. he's in the first one. He's in the second one. He's not in the third one. No, he's not. Because he was too busy being a big star on the show Numbers. Um, I did like him in Numbers. Good for you, Bernard. I love Bernard. I hated him when I was little because I was like, God, he's such a jerk. He was so mean. But I so relate to him as an adult. He's like snarky and just over these fucking elves just running around and Santa's bullshit. He's just like, God damn it. Just do the one thing you're supposed to do. Yeah. And everybody just stay in line. And I'm just like, yes. Well, that's the thing. Like elves like don't die. So he's like thousands of years old and just fucking sick of this life having to do this every damn time Santa dies. He's just like, God damn it. You killed Santa. Okay, deal with it. You killed him. You're Santa now. Come on, dude. So Santa is not a person. Santa's a role. 
That's what we've realized. Santa's a title. Yes. We talk about how some movies age really well, like the effects and stuff in it. Not the case for the Santa Claus. The special effects do not age well. Because they really, they did a lot of CGI, like early CGI in this movie. Like when Scott gets fat and he grows the hair instantly. And then like the reindeer, obviously. My favorite is, um, it's right after they get on the sleigh for the first time. Mm -hmm. And it takes them off the house and they go to that next house. Yeah. When the sleigh's landing, it is such like pathetic looking CGI. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's clearly them on a set on the sleigh when they yeah. get up close. And I I love when he gets like sucked down the chimney and just like, <laughs> God, it's so bad. Yeah. And I love it. <coughs> yeah, because it, it just remind it well it's a nod to the advancements in technology. We've and come so far. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, you appreciate it because they were so limited with what they could do. Um, I will say the CGI of the reindeer was pretty good. And Comet, his little personality is adorable. Yeah, so the animatronics of the reindeer are actually fun. I mean, they're not like Jurassic Park quality. No. But, you know, whatever. But I think Comet's personality really does shine through in his like little animated like animatronic motions. He's cute. He reminds me of what's his face in it. Um, Sven. Sven. Yeah. Yep. Sven. Yeah, yeah, he exactly. does. He is very. You know Sven. what I mean? Yeah. But uh, one thing I thought of because we had talked about this in an earlier podcast um, with in Frozen the strands of hair mm-hmm. that Elsa has compared to Rapunzel, and I um, thought to myself, I was like, I tried to Google it. I was like, how many hair are on the reindeer in probably the like Claus? two. And two super no, no thick answers. ones. <laughs> super thick hairs. Thick. They got that lustrous coat. Three or four C's. On thick. Thick. Four C's. Ooh. Four C's with the thick. 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 Thick like this. Fucking. Microphone. Microphone. <laughs> I was going to say that stocking over there, that thick spill. Look how stocking. thick that stocking is. God, they Ooh, were so God, the stocking stuffed. is so goddamn so thick. stuffed. Damn! <laughs> anyway. Speaking of Tim Allen. Yes. Oof. Um, yeah, so we just talked about, you know, that little scene with the reindeer um, and uh-huh. then when they first go up mm-hmm. in the sleigh. Right in that scene, though, um, I think when you were talking earlier about Charlie being an asshole, his assholeness <laughs> comes out in that scene because... I'm sorry, so when you were talking about Charlie being an asshole, <laughs> yes, when we were talking about the eight-year-old being a dick. Continue. I love the parenting here where Scott Calvin's on the ground like, what the fuck is going on? And Charlie's going up the ladder, eight years old, this two-story building, Walking onto the roof when it's snowing yes. in snow in his pajamas. Yes. Like, oh, this is fine. And I love that he walks up that roof like it's, there's no struggle. Yeah, he's there's just no, like. Just walking yeah. up like it's a fucking flat ass sidewalk <laughs> yeah. in the middle of summer. I thought about that too. And he's like, Charlie, get down. I'm like, the kid is eight and you're a grown man. You can't grab him off the ladder really quick. Santa's sleigh and eight reindeer also, on the fucking roof. You just killed a man he fell off your roof and you're just letting your eight-year-old come out and like look at the dead body like i don't think so yeah oh rudolph's not in it did no, you notice that rudolph's not in it why do you think disney excluded rudolph because they don't let him play any reindeer games 
<laughs> so he wasn't allowed in the Santa Claus because that's too much fun. Rudolph's not allowed to do that. You know what? It might have been before that foggy Christmas Eve. <laughs> Santa didn't come to say because he died. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It was before they hit the fog. Are you implying? Obviously. <laughs> Whoa! Producer Matt showed up. Oh, there he is. Guess his I'm batteries insane. are working now. Are you trying to imply that the Tim Allen Santa Claus movie is a prequel to the song Rudolph Listen, the Red-Nosed Reindeer? They didn't say when it <laughs> happened. It's left to interpretation. Maybe, maybe we are assuming that it's in the past. Actually, think about this. We need to look into this because I have a hunch and a theory. The Sanderson sisters gave Rudolph the magic powers. That's where they got their powers. Well, yeah. Where else are they going to get it from? But so why was Rudolph excluded? I wonder if it was simply because Rudolph is just its own kind of thing. They didn't want to take away from the Santa Claus. What if the Sanderson sisters, they live in the woods. Bambi's mom just got blasted. (laughs) He's running around, lost cute little fawn. He stumbles upon the Sanderson sister house. And they're like, he's not a child. Like, we can't suck his soul. And he's, you know what? He's kind of cute. Like, what can we do for him? And they do a spell to make him happy. They can tell his mom just got murdered. And they give him a red nose. And they call him Rudolph. Because they don't know his name is Bambi. They don't. How would they know that? Well, think about it. Rudolph is also a much older name. That is an older name. It's like a 1693 name. Yes, it is. Rudolph got his powers from, from the Sanderson's. The Sanderson's. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. That happened. I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying we're, so, we're over here doing God's work. Happy birthday, Jesus. This is nuts. <laughs> yeah. So, so Rudolph isn't in it. He's off, you know, being excluded from reindeer games. The fog hadn't rolled in. They didn't need him yet. He was out partying, doing what he does. Accurate. Or maybe Tim Allen was like, yo, there's only room enough for one red nose around here because, you know, he does cocaine. A red nose around there. Yeah. Speaking. It's cocaine. It's cocaine. Um, there was something I was going to say, and now I'm forgetting. Oh, I remember now. So first of all, when they're at the North Pole, Judy takes them to the bedroom, whatever. She gives them a little sass, like, oh, I'm yeah, seeing somebody in rapping. But when you were little, how badly did you want to try her hot chocolate? Um, I still wanted to try when I watched it last night. Yeah, I like... why we're having hot chocolate today. Especially when they, um are in the new sleigh and they have the hot chocolate dispenser and then the cookie pops out and I was just like, Jesus Christ, please. I want that. You know what I did? Okay. Because of that, I definitely tried to put a cookie in a DVD player. I mean, that makes sense. Why not? Did not work well. It didn't? Mm -mm. No. What about a CD player? I should have done it in the VHS player. Oh, a tape deck, like the Walkman. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. That didn't work? No. Oh. It sounds like he's chewing inside the microphone. Did you have a tape deck when you were a kid? Yeah. What was your first one? (coughs) I don't know. I got a lot of hand-me-downs from my older siblings. Mine, I had the one that was in the Toy Story. The 
karaoke one with the white, yellow, and oh, red must and have one. been nice to be spoiled as a child, getting the nice karaoke tape deck and going to Disney World. Wow, what's that like? I wonder. I had a yak back. It's not a tape deck at all, but it was pretty fun. <laughs> what's a yak back? You didn't have a yak back? No, I was. Are you poor. shitting me? Oh my me? god, was this one of those things that you and I grew up on that was like? Too it's like the little. Oh, it was awesome. like a little recorder, and you could like record something for. I don't even know how long, and then it would, you hit a button and it would just repeat it back over and over, and you could record over and, like, do something new. Like Talking Tom. Well, do you remember the thing from Home Alone 2 that Kevin had where he was, like, recording (laughs) his friends and family? It was a much simpler version of that. Yeah. Do I remember Home Alone 2? Well, you don't know. Were you born? So I have to confirm Born in time for Home Alone 2? (laughs) That's a good movie. You guys didn't see it, but I just gave Matt a look. He'll never forget. Never. I mean, I felt I felt it in my soul. Good. Um, but yeah, I had a yak back. But anyway, I really wanted to try Judy's hot chocolate. I thought that was cool. Another part of the movie I always loved was like the uh, elf task force that goes to save Santa. Yeah. They were awesome. They are still awesome. What does? <laughs> So they call themselves ELFs. They show what it stands for because it's an acronym. And (laughs) I know E is for effective. I don't know the rest. Effective Effective League Sand... Or no, there's an F. Effective League of Flying Safety because they fly. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I'm, that's all assumption. I know. I know effective is correct. It's effective liberating flight squad. So we weren't we weren't too far off when we watched it. <laughs> that scene came on, and he he was like, "What does the L stand for?" And I was like, "Effective," and he was like, "What?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, "The L, not the E." And I, and I laughed so hard at how stupid I am <laughs> that I cried. Effective. <laughs> I was so I was like effective. <laughs> He's like the elbow. It's like, one of those where right before you say it, you're like, oh, I know there's something. Here's, yes. my, here's my moment of confidence, yeah. and like he's gonna be like, wow, you're awesome. We had been watching a couple episodes of Jeopardy before we watched it, <laughs> so I was just like, what is effective? <laughs> like I, w- I was fucking ready. I was like, daily double. I'm betting all I got, Alex. <laughs> L is for effective. <laughs> Wrong. And I I laughed so hard I cried at myself, and I was just like, I am such a dumb person. Anyway, I love the Santa Claus. I think it's a classic. I was surprised. I didn't know for the longest time that it was a Disney movie. I felt like a dunce when I found out. But I shouldn't be surprised because it's fantastic. Like many other Disney films, it shouldn't have any sequels. But that doesn't stop me from enjoying the original every winter. Particularly around this joyous day of Jesus Christ's birth. Andrew, do you have any thoughts or feelings regarding Santa Claus? For the last three, three, four years, five years, six years, I was under the impression that Elf was my absolute favorite Christmas movie. And every time I watch the Santa Claus, I'm reminded that it's a tough neck and neck for two different reasons. Elf is funny, just like a funny fucking Christmas movie. <laughs> I fucking and love jolly. Elf. But the Santa Claus is super nostalgic. It makes me think of almost every Christmas growing up. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, all the good memories that came out of that. Um, it's a really good Christmas story. It has a lot of fun elements to it. It has that Disney magic. Um, it's just, it's just a really memorable movie and the story behind it's really cool. Um, 
you know, I had divorced parents as a kid, so I could obviously relate growing up watching that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, again, it's just another one of those things where Disney does a good job of incorporating so many elements that we see in life into each movie that makes it so relatable and, like, Yeah, I enjoyable. agree. And I think the the interesting thing about this movie is that there's no real villain. Like, there's no evil person trying to take down and prevent Christmas. No, you know? not until Santa Claus story. Exactly. When Martin Short shows up as Jack Frost for some reason. Awful. Yeah, terrible. Uh, and then that awful, like, robot Santa. Oh, my God. God, evil don't get me started. Actually, it's a correlation because in the, is it the second Toy Story that there's an evil Buzz? Is it? Or the third? Is that the third one? No, that might be the second one. It's the second, second one because that's the one where the toy barn is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he plays himself in an evil in sequels. He does. And, or treacles? Are, se- are third sequels or treacles? Treacles. Are they still sequels? Because it's going in sequential order. Threequel makes more sense. But then sequel doesn't it, which should be a dupe. I usually call them mistakes. (laughs) 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 I mean, there shouldn't be three of anything, really. China had it right. Rowdy, say hello. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Matt took like half a second, got it, and his face was so good. I like heard it and then my brain just like clicked was like, oh no. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wow. <laughs> Too much eggnog. I think for me the the Santa Claus is so special and I love watching it all the time because it reminds me of kind of the magic of Christmas and like that excitement I felt every year. Mm-hmm. Um, waiting for Santa Claus. You know, I always wished I had the snow globe that I could just like shake and Santa would show up. Santa wouldn't be my dad, of course. Actually, turns out my dad was Santa because Santa's not real. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I always wanted that. And I just think it's fun to kind of reconnect with those childish like roots. Yeah. Um, and Christmas, there's no better time to do it than at Christmas. It's just a, a fun time of year. When you think about that movie, what is your most memorable moment in it? I think it's going to be um, when Scott Calvin is at the North Pole and he's like in his room and he's talking to Judy. Because I think just the whole sequence at the the North Pole is really fun. And then I really wanted that fucking hot chocolate, so... I bet there's a recipe for that hot chocolate. There's got to be. It's shaken, not stirred. Yeah. she Actually, she told you the recipe. Yeah. Extra chocolate. Yeah. Which What kind of chocolate? Is she pouring like chocolate? I don't know. Syrup it's gotta be shit? it's gotta be dark chocolate. Like if it's gonna be good, it's gotta be dark. Do you think she just took like fucking like Hershey syrup? She just yeah, like, like milk it in there? extra syrup. Like it took me so damn long to perfect this recipe because Hershey's wasn't around until like, you know, fifty <laughs> years ago. <laughs> That's the reason yeah. why. Yeah. She's like, and then I just, you know, shake it up. I don't stir it because I didn't have a spoon on me at the time, and here we are. I don't know. Is she a Hershey's girl? Is she more of an oval teen girl? Fuck. Ovaltine. More Ovaltine, please. Who even says that? Nobody. That's why it's a slogan, not a statement. (laughs) Yeah, it's like not something relatable at all. Jesus. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you say that that's your most memorable part of the movie because mine, I was going to say, is 
when they land at the North Pole and that kid comes out and the actual North Pole comes out and he pokes in the code. Yeah, and then just walks away. That was like probably my most exciting moment. And then what proceeded right after that? No, I think that the whole time they're in the North Pole is so exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Um, but Merry Christmas. That's our little discussion on the Santa Claus. We would love to hear your favorite nostalgic Christmas Disney films. If it's not the Santa Claus, what else could it be? Tell us about it. <laughs> they can contact us, right, Andrew? They sure can. If you want to tell us about it, talk to us, yell at us, complain at us, or be offended and like let us know. All the offensive things that we said tonight. Or say hi to producer Matt because he loves to hear from you. You can reach out to us on Facebook by going to the Disneyto page. Disneyto's. Disneyto's page. I always forget the S <laughs> for that one. I'm so sorry, guys. Or if you're not on Facebook or don't go to Facebook or don't feel like engaging with us on Facebook, you can email us at disneytopodcast at gmail.com. Or if you're a little more modern, you can also find us on Twitter at Disneyto's. Nope. Disneyto. Mm, podcast. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. They're the same. Yeah, it's all the same. Sorry, after that. guys. I've only done this a few times. Uh, at Disneyto Podcast, which is also where you can find us on Instagram at Disneyto Podcast. That's right. And that's a wrap. That's a wrap, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Go unwrap your gifts, or if you didn't get any gifts, wear your gift. Also, see you next year. Also, and Jesus. Also, R.I.P. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, R.I.P. Jesus. I hope you find your dad. Bye. <laughs> hey! I'm not either, but I think I'm sorry to anyone who thinks that's wrong with me to not understand more about China. But I I can tell you my shirt was made there. Being the material, wine is the vehicle, just like milk for your cereal. Here we go, blast into the Delta Quadrant, uncharted territory, but we're on it. Support me another glass of Cabernet, cause it pairs with different parts of the galaxy. Never in my life was a crew so brave. Never was a time that I lacked rosé. But you learn something new each and every day. To explore new things is a Starfleet way. Podcast hailing from the Geekscape Nation, talking Star Trek with the wine persuasion. So you wanna live long and prosper fine? Then you better tune in to Seven of Wine. And this is Seven of Wine. Where we review an episode of Star Trek Voyager and a bottle of wine at the same time. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 